I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lost and Refound Podcast. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yan. Today, we have a really fun episode planned. We have Katie from Tulesh Family Farm with us today. I connected with Katie recently over Instagram. And as soon as I saw her feed, I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? Why is her life so fabulous? I have been literally manifesting this life for this entire year. So immediately I was like, I need to get to know her. So I'm so excited to have her on today and I can't wait to get the discussion started. Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm great, ladies. How are you from the other side of the country? We are good. We are, we're wishing we're with you on your side, drinking wine with you. But unfortunately, we had to do this over Zoom. We're just ladies who sip and, you know, social. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, before we get to our discussions, um, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit about who you are and, and what your mission is. So, um, as you said, my name is Katie. I am the founder of Tolash Family Farms. We are located just outside of Philadelphia. Um, We don't really like to sort of tune ourselves into urban farmers because we have sort of satellite locations and whatnot, but um, we love farm to table and, you know, we have two kids, so we're very much family oriented. And... um, You know, our mission statement, ironically, has become um, everything farm to table while looking good doing it. (laughs) I love that. I I love the looking good. It's sometimes that's a little bit of the aesthetic that makes you stand out. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I, I, you know, who doesn't love a good hairdo and some red lipstick, right? Exactly. You got to feel good while you're doing good. (laughs) You know, it's like you go to the gym, you got to wear the pretty workout clothes, makes you work a little harder. It's the same concept. (laughs) Yes, I agree. And did you design your logo? Because your logo is also super cute too. Thank you. Uh, We, I love the logo, I have to admit. So that just just strikes my heart that you say that. Um, So I had a company do it and then I purchased it, but I tweaked a few things. Um, so when it comes to the chickens, we have uh, the laid on, you know, and you can put the date, you know, we stamp our eggs and stuff like that. So it changes a little bit. But for the most part, you know, we, we can put harvested on whatever date, you know, with farmers markets and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, I love the logo and I'm so proud to be a Tolosh, my husband's amazing. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, actually, when I saw your quote on um, your website, immediately I was like, oh, you can be fabulous and run a farm because, you know, I've been dreaming about this farm life as, as Yvonne knows. And I had this perception that once I start a farm, I have to put away my makeup, put away my heels and put away my fancy clothes and like be wearing plaid and jeans all day. <laughs> but and, and I love that look, too. But you know, I am so inspired to see you on your pictures with your red lipstick, with your fabulous uh, outfit. Your hair's always done perfectly. Thank you. I love it. It's so inspiring. I'm like, that's what I want. I can't do it. You can. You can. You absolutely can. And, you know, anything's possible. And, you know, when you want to work for it, you know, you, you can make it happen. Yeah. So talk to us. How did you become, you know, from a working woman to running a farm? Okay, so I was a dental hygienist for 15 years in what we call the main line out here. Um, it's a pretty ritzy area. Um, and I was blessed to be in that community for a long time. And gardening, per se, was frankly just a hobby. Um, on our website, you'll sort of see our story. Um, when I first married my husband, I swore I had a brown thumb. And he built me this cute little you know, one by one little garden and sort of said, you can do it. And from there it was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. And it grew and grew and it's still continuing to grow. And when COVID hit and 2020, as everyone sort of coins, it was just kind of a game changer. And I kind of decided that we are going to take our hobby and we're going to make it something fun. I mean, who doesn't love a job that you're having a great time with? You know, I, I get to spend time with my husband who also enjoys all this and the chickens. Oh, so having a one and a two, sorry, a two and a three year old now, um, it was kind of like, how am I going to be a stay at home mom, chickens, farms, gardens. And he made the coop so fully automated that it kind of is self-sustaining. It runs itself. You know, it's, it's really wonderful. And now I love the girls. Like we actually just, pre-ordered um, some more girls. We always call them girls. We don't actually name our ladies. Mm. Uh, and uh, so we are going to have approximately 13 um, chickens total in the spring. A lot so, of eggs. Yes, well, a lot of eggs. will be rainbow eggs and really beautiful girls. And it's funny, I never really knew how docile chickens can be you know apparently they have really excellent hearing and they recognize your voice and they like just follow me around the gardens and it's adorable actually but um it was all him like he kind of has these ideas and then I'm like oh and then he's always you know he candids it like well you just take it to the next level you know it's helpful to have a supportive husband and one that that can you wield tools because let's talk about your chicken coop I was looking at your um, your blog, your husband built that chicken coop and 90% material you guys source from discarded material, right? Correct. Yes. Um, so we happily share our coop specs and designs. My number one rule is if I have to look at this through my windows, like it has to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing was I wanted the flower box that was a firm. And, you know, he was kind of like, you know, send me some photos of what you're thinking. And then from there, he would spend his, you know, like lunch hours and, you know, more early mornings and, you know, late night of summertime. So it was a, or springtime, really. So it was longer daylight. 
And yeah, so the cage portion underneath the coop was actually um, an awning that someone threw away. So he welded and rebent from the aluminum to make that. Um, there's pallets. We had some old um, like sticky tiles from another project that he put in there to make the, and then, you know, him doing the solar because he's all about the electrical stuff of it all. Uh, it was just, how can I say no? And then he threw up the red cedar planks and stained it and put on the roofing. And I, I mean, it was all generally stuff we kind of had. And so I had been saying he wanted chickens years for years. We've been married for 10 years and he's wanted them forever. Um, but this was the year I said, go ahead and do it. And I'm so glad he did. And it's, it's been so much fun, but I kind of love that it was really upcycled, not, you know, just. Mm -hmm. If you try to buy a chicken coop that looked like that, it would be hundreds of dollars. It's beautiful. And I love that you change decorations. You just put up Christmas ornaments on it. I was laughing so hard this morning. I was like, that's beautiful. I never thought about that, but I'm going to be that person. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We, we change our seasonal decor four and five times a year. So like once Christmas is over, I'll probably do more of like a winter theme, uh, Easter, you know, you know, and we change the lights and stuff and, you know, having the solar capacity does help in terms of lighting it up, mm -hmm. but I have a lot of fun with it. You know, it's, I'm staring at it. Right. I mean, it's like, we have a huge patio, but then it's right there on the hill. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we stare at it all the time through the windows and the sliders. And so why not, you know, I mean, just cause it's, you know, snowy and kind of, dark we can still you know light up the night ladies yeah absolutely and then the solar panels is it just for like decoration or does it do is also to help the chickens like i'm not really sure what the solar panels are used for so the solar panels are multifunctional in the sense of so in the summertime he installed like a ventilation fan oh it's actually a thermostat inside the coop so mm -hmm. the fan will turn on to keep the cool air coming through the summer months mm -hmm. uh, the plexiglass on the coop windows can actually be removed. So there's you know, lots of free flowing air. Um, it runs the automated chicken door. So that runs, he has it so that it's set up for, I'm probably saying this totally wrong, but it's basically it reads the daylight. So they get the maximum amount of you know sunlight. So the girls, you know, it, it oftentimes in the morning, they're already out before I'm up. And believe me, I'm up where they're going. But it opens with the first bit of sunlight automatically, but all solar. We don't have, you know, like extension cords and mm -hmm. um, clickers or anything like that. And then they go up and when the last bit of sunlight, it goes down by itself. So we don't, you know, so they're safe, which makes me feel good. And mm -hmm. it's renewable energy, which how can you not feel good about that? I never thought about automatic doors for chickens. <laughs> that's fancy. That's, that's a game changer. It is. <laughs> It is. It's been actually really nice. Cause listen, you don't want to go out there in the cold snow right now to right. go to your And just kind of going through your life and seeing your years and just seeing your blog, did you ever expect your life to be the way it is now? I know as a dental hygienist, you probably had your vision of the life one way and then you started and restarted your life. And um and every year seems like it's getting better than the next. And are you guys um expecting even more good news next year i would love to like know about your process and your journey so um okay so just a little background so they mentioned john and i've been married for 10 years um and so we got married really young he was actually the boy next door 
actually I, I say I'm the girl next door because it's the only time I can call myself that because I'm, <laughs> I'm not that girl but anyway um so we got married very young and we spent seven years just kind of trotting the globe to be honest with you and we saw so many different countries I mean we traveled I think five or six countries for an entire month in one foul swoop in Europe um so it was heavenly to see a lot of these places especially now with travel being so restricted you know, right and um, really got to be just a married couple, but you know, being in the corporate world, as we were kind of discussing earlier, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. And you, just, you get up early, you run the muck, and and who who decided to make weekends two days? I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so then, so yes, I will say, twenty twenty, my life drastically. Changed. My husband's life hasn't changed at all. I mean, he loves it. He loves me being a stay at home mom. He basically is like, you're never going back to work again. I mean, let's face it, his laundry is folded and put back miraculously where it came from and dinner's on the table. And, you know, he never has to worry about the kids being sick anymore. Cause we, you know, we did the whole daycare spout for a little while. It's tough to juggle, you know, kids and the daycare and the coverage. And um, it just seemed like we were treading water for lack of, you know, not really progressing. And then Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of came to fruition of you stay home. Let's, let's, let's try this. And, you know, I can always go back to hygiene. It's not really a permanent decision, but yeah. So moving forward. So we just got the satellite location, which we're really pumped about. It's a huge lot. And just to sort of jump in, it's going to be about 1700 square feet of gardens initially, but we can do another 2000 square feet on the other side. So it's going to be huge. That project is going to keep us really busy. Um, Moving forward. I think, I think I'm just kind of living day by day. I wake up and cook the kids breakfast. Well, first off, I wake up long before them. I mean, I used to go to the gym at like four o'clock in the morning, get my workout in, come home, shower, do office work, you know, mm-hmm. and and then get the kids up. And, you know, we all know, we all- The life of a working mom. Yeah, just put on your hat, you know, this hat, that hat, whatever. <laughs> yep. Very little sleep. <laughs> It's so true. What I used to function on when I was younger was, you know, God, that's heaven now, but I'm lucky to sleep past 6 a.m. at this point. If I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> so who yeah. knows what's future? As moms, we're always the first ones up in the household. And especially, you know, if you want to be fabulous, you have to wake up even earlier. Same thing, right? Fit that workout in. You want to put on makeup? That takes time. <laughs> so true. I'm the most productive in the morning. And it's I so am too. Look back at your life before kids. I it used to take me forever to do anything. Like, oh God, I have to clean one room. It's gonna take me all day. And now I'm like, I have two hands and 45 minutes. Let me tell you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. bathrooms, straighten up the kitchen, run the dishwasher, four loads of laundry later. It's like it's amazing. You're like, God, I was such a waste before kids. <laughs> it is it's very true. It is very true. So your satellite lo- location looks amazing. That is bigger than Yvonne and I, my house combined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is your plan to grow then a lot of vegetables and then sell our farmer's market? Or what's the plan for that satellite location long-term? Yes. So we just started looking into, there's a company called Farm, I think it's City to Farm or Farm to City, pardon, this is all sort of very recent. Um, and looking into doing farmer's markets, the Satellite location is going to host some, so we have, I think it's 150 square feet here at the garden here. And so some of the bigger crops like broccoli, cauliflower, corn, 
you know, asparagus, all that kind of stuff takes so much room that we typically don't grow them because we just can't facet it. And then I've always wanted to expand into flowers. So this year we're going to have, um, so it's going to be three separate beds. This is the plan as of right now. Um, so we have to cut down some trees and sort of open that up, figure out irrigation, stuff like that. Uh, but the plan is to have three separate beds, uh, two of which we're going to be vegetable and one of them is going to be a crazy floral, just boom. And then in theory, I, I think we're probably not going to jump into the farmer's markets this year because I don't think the project will be completed by then and, and ready to be hauled and grown. Right. Uh, so, but I think it's definitely something we're going to jump into next year for sure. Uh, once I sort of have it all under control and space scene and stuff like that, I try not to get it. I should say, I like to get ahead of myself, but my husband is very grounded and reminds me that, you know, let's not bite off more than we can chew. And I completely agree with that. So I'm learning, especially with COVID and, and just being a stay-at-home mom to sometimes just slow down, which mm -hmm. is yeah. hard for a lot of us coming out of corporate yeah mm -hmm. and, you know it's, it's a curve yeah I was between jobs for a couple months um this year and same thing my husband's like you know you've been saying you want to slow down like this is your time now to slow down you're not working take your time you know rest before you start a new job and then after two months he's like you know I've been watching you for two months you don't stop like what's wrong with you? You this is your time. You're not working. Why are you still from the minute you wake up till bedtime? You're just like go 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 go. And you know what? I can't lie to you. It's like it's the one thing I say. You can't you can't teach ambition. You have it or you don't. But here's the thing. I decided not. I decided my husband and I decided I was going to be a stay at home mom. And then I decided to make this we'll say an official business. So I often think to myself at 4 a.m. when I'm getting up to come downstairs in the office, like stay home. He said, do nothing. He was <laughs> Dead. why did I do this you know you have your self-doubt moments and so I totally understand that yes yeah so our plan is actually um I'm really hoping this will happen I'm manifesting it um but you know I'm gonna be 39 next year um in January yeah. in January and then when I'm 40 is when I I'm gonna retire from the corporate world and that is it for me and I have my husband's blessing and that's when we're gonna purchase our land and our our house and I want same thing. I want a huge garden for vegetables. I want to grow my own food and also like share my food with the community. I want to have a huge um, a flower garden for flower arrangements. I saw that's one of your hobbies as well. Yes. And then I want to have chickens. I want to have ducks. I want maybe have a milk cow so I can make my own cheese and butter and all of that. Wow. And I'm yes. very clear that I will not be getting more sleep than I'm getting now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're really. You know, it's well, so are you going to stay out on the West Coast? Is that the plan? We don't know yet. So we are open to different areas. Uh, I cannot stay in the Bay Area for sure. There's no way I can buy that kind of land unless I want to spend like $60 million or something. Everything here is just ridiculous. So, and you both, you both live there, right? We both yes. live out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know. We're open to other areas. Um, you know, I, I, how did you get to California? Were you born and raised there? No, I was actually born in Shanghai, China. And when I was 11, my mom brought me here. So my mom came here when I was two. And then when I was 11, she went back and brought me here. And that being in the, uh, in the Bay Area since. Got it. So this is home for me. Um, but I also feel like the energy here is too hectic now. Like I want to get away from this energy. I want to, you know, when we go to more rural areas, I feel like I can breathe. And I feel like 
I just feel like so much more relaxed. It's a slower pace. Whereas the minute I get then get back home, it's just like my energy changes right away. And that's why I just, I really need a different life, I think, going forward for my own sanity. And also I want to raise my kids um, with surrounded by animals and, and by nature. I want them to understand where their food comes from and how to be self-sufficient without having to rely on grocery stores and all of that stuff. Yes, I have to concur with that, especially with the kids. It's been a really fun project with the children, you know, growing the gardens, you know, watching it grow. They help us, you know, they climb in the gardens and pick mm -hmm. the tomatoes that we can't reach. And <laughs> yep. So it, it is cool for the kids to see it. And honestly, I feel like it kind of takes better when you, when you, you know, watered it, watched it grow, you know, nursed it, and then you get to enjoy it. It does taste better. It's grown with love. Mm -hmm. yes. And my two kids, you know, they're, they hate veg vegetables, but I noticed my younger one. Yeah. But I noticed my younger one, when I'm growing things, she's willing to try them. When she picks them, she wants to try them. So now she loves green beans. She likes broccoli, you know, things that she wouldn't eat before. So I, and, but I literally have a very, very tiny patio. So I'm growing everything in smart pots and I can only grow so much. So I cannot wait to be able to grow more. But speaking of a garden, I thought your gardening journey is interesting because you thought you had a brown thumb. I always thought I had a black thumb. I used to kill everything. I kill cactus. I still kill cactuses. I kill. I still kill all my indoor plants, but I can somehow keep my outdoor plants alive. So I would love to hear your journey from you know brown thumb to about to grow like a seventeen hundred square foot garden. <laughs> um. Oh God. So the original garden started with just herbs. So my husband's family always had gardens um he was sort of born and raised with it my grandfather always had gardens but of course i was sort of too young to recall it kind of thing um and so he built this little you know it was a raised garden but i kid you not like i i laugh at it when i look at the picture i actually i think i even put that on the website it cracks me up and it was mostly like you know basil rosemary you know you buy the pot you know the yep. door and it's already like grown in for you and I think we did that for maybe a year or two. And it was just, you know, you go to the store to buy the plant and you're like, Ooh, I want to grow corn. And he's mm -hmm. like, uh, yeah, you can't grow it in a one by one. <laughs> and it was like, up, you know, what's it? upgrade it, upgrade it, upgrade it, upgrade it. I definitely, I, I, I just think it's in my nature. I thrive for whether it be great makeup, mm -hmm. um, great photos or great vegetables or bigger gardens it's just my it's just who I am it speaks definite true well you have passion for the things you love yes borderline obsessive yes <laughs> I, I'm the same way my my husband says you have an addictive personality like when when into something like I go full in yep. definitely obsessive and then that's how the indoor gardens kind of came about I yeah, talk to us about that Yes. So the indoor gardens, hydroponics, however you want to sort of, I would say hydroponics system, but you know, we've sort of coined it as indoor gardens. You know, it was always like at the end of fall, it was like, oh, okay, we got to tear down the garden and, you know, winter, go to the grocery store to buy our rosemary and our basil and, you know, whatever. I love to cook. I cook every night. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kind of said, I would love to grow all the time. Like, why can't we just like bring this indoors? You know, like, why not? You know, like people have pots on their windowsills and, and then it, there's this really great grow store 
excuse me, um, at, down the road from us. And it's, it's called uh, Deep Roots Grow Supply. And I had a connection with him sort of uh, through the hygiene world, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has been amazing with helping us make this dream come true. Like I wanna, I was like, why can't I have arugula all the time? Like what, I think that's like so strange. <laughs> and they were really cool. It's really complicated. So John and I kind of dove in deep into the books. There's, you know, ebb and flow. And then, and then we ended up going vertical with it to maximize growth space. And then there's, you know, it's, so it's, it's been really interesting learning all of that. Um, and then on top of it, we started growing things from seed. Uh, we also just unrolled what we call the seed order form. Mm-hmm. So basically, instead of going to, we'll say like a Lowe's or Home Depot or a garden store where you buy your like already pre-ready plants to put in the ground, you can order a customizable um, plant order form from us. So basically, mm. we run it seasonally. So this time it's, it's due, you submit the form and the payment uh, by December 30th. And then at the projected last frost, we will give you ready to go plants for your garden, whether it be balcony size, there's no minimum or mm-hmm. gardens and we grow them from seed and we house them indoors until they're ready to go out. So instead of buying from a big bulk store, you can do sort of like more of a small business, you know, yes. and so like, you know, so we actually have like seven different kinds of basil and we all, mm-hmm. we all need, I think we have like 16 different types of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Johnny seeds is like, my buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Seeds and Baker's Creek are like my two favorite. Um, and yes, uh, that is such a smart business idea because when you go to Home Depot and Lowe's, you can only buy the most basic tomatoes. And that's why I like to grow from seed because there's so many varieties that you have never heard of. you never see in the grocery stores and they taste amazing. And you can only experience them those if you grow from seed, but this is an incredible business idea because then you can really try different kind of different kind of tomatoes and be able to grow them yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you go to these big box stores and they have, you know, your basic, you know, hybrid early girl beefsteak. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's all the same every year. Yeah. All the same every year. And then, you know, like here, I mean, you guys, you know, in the West don't really have to worry about, but so at one point, I think all of the stores had, you know, they, they basically hosted all outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a frost here and it killed them all. So it's like, I don't want to buy that. It's basically half dead already. Like, mm-hmm. So for us, you know, we are going to house them indoors until the last projected, you know, sort of frost, but you don't have to necessarily put it. So it'd be like, we house them until like May, early May. Um, and then you can keep them indoors and self-sufficient them until you're ready to plant them yourself. Mm. So, and then we actually attached a, um, we call it a seed library. So basically we have pictures of exactly what the plant would produce the fruit, the, you know, cause especially with like our flowers and stuff, you're like, Oh, champagne bubbles. What, what does that mean? What do you think that looks like? You know? Um, so we have, you know, a, a seed order form and then you have the library attached to it so that you can really look up what all of our, you know, host seeds are. We do microgreens as well, which is super fun. Um, we've been really loving those. They're great for lunch dinner sandwiches everything and it's like yeah. and they're so easy to grow they are so easy to grow I know, I know that where have you guys been my whole life <laughs> but do you know how expensive they're like you can yeah. buy like a mat of them there it's 40 dollars. like people people are selling that right yeah, now. actually in california it's a huge business it's 40 dollars. people sell them to um restaurants directly 
and you make they make a living of just make just selling microgreens to restaurants because it's so expensive out here. Yeah. Well, we also grow mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So um, nice. we're, we retired the mushroom tent because we actually moved um, the seed incubators in there. Not incubators, but the seed house, if you will. Um, and then, so we're going to get more tents for mushroom production, and that's been really fun. And you know, up on the site, we try and list recipes and cooking, and sort of incorporate it all. You know, it's like we'll give you the plant, and we'll tell you how to cook it. Now, do you ship your seedlings, or is it only local? So as of right now, it's it's sort of so fresh and so new. We're still pretty local, you know, like we have kombucha and all that kind of stuff. But so like kombucha, I can't ship it; it'll explode. Yeah, so I, yeah, nobody wants that. So I, I'm still in the works of how to sort of ship these things without you getting a terrible product and me getting, you know, slander on the fact of. So right now we're still local. So sorry, girls. <laughs> no, it's okay. Distribution is one of the hardest challenges in operation, whether it be makeup, clothing, otherwise, um, but food especially. Um, I, was, I was helping a small startup that was doing ice cream, and even that was just such a struggle because it's expensive with the dry ice or even chocolate something that you think yeah. is shelf stable for a certain amount of time um, and sometimes it, the shipping part almost costs more than the product which is super yes. sad because that's not the intention my intention yeah. is to give food to people who need it and want it <laughs> it's true it's true uh, yeah actually i'm i'm glad you understand that you know and, and point out that perspective because that doesn't make you feel better because i'm like oh geez i haven't figured it out yet but it's so complicated yeah, no, Amazon really cornered the market on that. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a secret somewhere and hopefully small businesses will have some type of chance. And and yet and I've like spoken, like how can we make small businesses succeed in this in this time and in this day? Because it's the advertising, it's the marketing, it's the distribution. The, those are the hardest things to come by um, and the most difficult to, to be profitable in. 100% agree. And on top of it, like I'm, I'm medically trained. Like I had to figure out how to make a website. You know? and it's then hard. It's like really hard. All these platforms these days. So we have a YouTube page, a Pinterest page, an Instagram page, a web domain. Like I went bonkers for a little while trying to sort this out and, you know, and what's in your head and trying to make it on a digital platform. You're like, Shit, terrible. Or wow, go, that was good. Yes, yes, absolutely. Your website is beautiful. Again, Thank like you. Just- Thank you. I did that all myself. I appreciate that. Good job. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. You know, I've learned so much about like SEOs and IEEs mm-hmm. and HTMLs, like language that I am. Anyway, it's mind boggling, you know, all the digital world. I'll put it that way. I have a bow humbly sort of respect for it. Yeah. And especially for everyone that's becoming viral, right? Like on TikTok and different platforms. I give a lot of kudos to those who really can make it through because it's tiring. It's tiring to be able to post every day, come up with new content. Did I say this before? Did I not no, say this no. before? He had alighted on it earlier, just saying like, you know, it's so time consuming. You know, even before I jumped in, I didn't realize like if I post a recipe, I have to cook, like I have to, I have to take a picture of all the ingredients before, and then I have to do the mid process. It, oh crap, I forgot to film that process. Then you got to edit it. Then you got to film it. Then you got to picture it. Then you got to video it. Then you got to write about it. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And whenever the camera's on, the food never take, turns out as good as when the camera's not, not on because I'm not focused on the food. I'm focused on the camera. Exactly. Exactly. I totally get that, you know? And it's, it's all about 
angles and lighting and background. I mean, it's just a lot to comprehend. And so I have so much respect. I sort of said this to John the other day, you know, we have, so we had new neighbors come in and it was the first time that someone said, what do you do for a living? And, you know, for 15 years and saying, oh, I'm done, Janice, and no one thinks much of it. And, you know, and if you were to ask me in my last 15 years, oh, oh, you're a blogger? Like, oh, is that what you do? Like, you kind of have a stereotype about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, holy shit, these bloggers are, there's the hustle game is real, man. They make a lot of money. Yeah, well, so they're working for it, though. That's Yeah, sure. they are. They really are. It's not, I mean, Yvonne and I, we, uh, she still works a company. I used to, we used to work together uh, for a beauty company and we work with a lot of influencers and you know, the ones that make it, they make ridiculous amount of money, but it is, it's, it's nonstop. And it's you don't really have a lot of free time people don't really see that part because they only see the video the glamorous part they don't see everything else you have to put into into it and yes coming up with content in itself is so difficult you know especially Yvonne this year this year recording podcasts we're like well if we don't have a guest there's nothing else going on we're at home all day (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) different I know when we were scheduling this I was like I'm pretty much wide open for the rest of the year everything (laughs) But I, I think that that's part of the, the interesting piece about right now is that all of our lives, we're going through this journey and being able to talk about that journey and those little small stories. When Whenever I talk about just the things that I'm going throughout the day, I'm like, wow, someone could actually learn from this. And it just only takes myself a step back to realize, wow, like we, we're all going through the same thing, but it just in different ways, but hopefully growing as a culture and as a society. I mean, I would love to hear more about how, how your kids are also adapting too. Um, are they um, homeschooled? Are they um, doing distance learning right now with um, the pandemic? So um, I'm so blessed that our kids are so young that they don't really know nor understand what's going on. Um, so they were in daycare when I was in, we'll say corporate world and um, they were sick all the time. I can't lie, which yes, we were that first year in daycare. They're yeah. sick all year. You're sick all year. Is that normal? Yes. When we had to go to work sick all year and they get over it so quickly and adults were dying all year dying. <laughs> like PTSD from like people. Cause you're like, Oh shit, we need backup care, second care, third care. Like we have to figure it out, you know? Um, so they were sick a lot, which, you know, I'm being in the medical world, like I'm still pro germ. I think, mm-hmm. some, you know, it's either now or later, you got yep. to get through it. Um, but when we took them out of daycare, they haven't been sick since actually. So that's really great. Um, and I try to be as hands-on as possible. You know, they're, you know, so young. So ladies talking now, I mean, they both run like crazy. Oliver is, he's so charming and he is learning to melt my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Is he the younger one? He's the older, so Oliver's the older one. He just turned three. My daughter's name is Lady and she is going to be two in just a few months. And they are best friends. You know, I'm also lucky that I have more than one in sense of you know they entertain each other to some extent you know over the summer we're outdoors 24 7 you know garden including being an educational sort of process and you know it's it's been alluded to by other professionals that you know oliver's pretty advanced in the sense of where Mm -hmm. he is you know number education spelling all that kind of stuff so we contemplated putting him in 
almost like a Minnesota school, like, you know, three days a week, two hours, three days a week, whatever it was um, this January, but we actually just canceled it just because it's just, it's still not worth it, you know, to yeah. expose, I guess us, them, I know the kids don't necessarily get it as bad as we do, but you know, we've been so secluded in this you know bubble and it's, we don't, we don't yeah. need it kind of thing. You know, I'm not in the office or that kind of stuff. So we're, we're anticipating that we'll say hopefully in September they will both go because they do also believe in, you know, um, peer involvement and you know community yep. with other kids so I'm so with that I'm, I'm certainly not against daycare by any facet um to I think I say I'm a lot now I realize I'm a lot uh to to get them into the sort of the school system in September but we're not in any rush with what's going on and I'm so blessed and privileged to be in that standpoint and you know you said you have a five and a ten year old like I, I can only imagine the struggle you have because they, they not only understand what's going on, they're, they're missing their friends, they're conscious of it. It's so hard. My kids don't think anything of it. So I, I bow to thee in the sense of like the struggle is is so real and I definitely understand my blessings for sure. Yeah, when that 10-year-old, I mean, at 10, she's self-sufficient. So that one is much easier. And she already has her best friend and we do have her. Her best friend is high risk high risk because she has asthma. So we have her best friend over because we are already quarantined. So she does get to see her best friend. But then my youngest, she's five. She started kindergarten this year. And no kids should start kindergarten distance learning. I feel so bad for their teacher, first of all. How do you teach a, like 20, 30 kindergartens over Zoom? Yes. Oh my God. Imagine that the first couple of weeks, all I heard was her saying, can you mute? You need to mute. He has to mute. <laughs> I am just like, oh my God. <laughs> So true. Oh my God. I have a few girlfriends that are teachers and I'm like, oh God, girl, I don't even want to know how your work day was. And you know, obviously she is at age where she wants friends and, you know, she loves her sister. Her sister's her best friend, but her sister's 10. Her sister's five years older than her. So her sister wants to hang out with her best friend. They don't want a five-year-old, you know, tagging along. So, so I'm like, oh, I'll be your friend, but I can only be her friend for so long. I have to work too. <laughs> so it is difficult, but you know, we contemplated putting them back to school next year, but we just went back into lockdown again. So same thing. We're like, let's just take it safe for now. I mean, the vaccine's out, you know, I think next year, by the end of next year, yeah. we should be, this should be over. Let's just be smart the last couple of months. We don't have to like be so quarantined where we don't see anyone, but we also don't have to expose her if we don't have to, just because now they're saying they're seeing like more long-term effects that they were not expecting before. So just be safe Then sorry for now. Hunker down for a few more months and hopefully we'll have our freedom again. Yeah, we already got this far, exactly. I mean, I'm like a fluffy 15 later, but you know, who's- <laughs> Well, it's good no one's seeing us now. <laughs> so um, actually going back to your hydroponics, I definitely looked into hydroponics before and I was really interested in it but I had read that the the vegetables that you grow in it um especially things like with with high water content like tomatoes or cucumbers they don't taste quite the same as the ones coming out of the ground have you noticed that or is that just a myth totally disagree yeah um, okay that's good to know so we have yeah so we just actually I think I may have posted on Instagram we just harvested some um, mini cucumbers yesterday. I saw. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they were like daughter was like, "Can I have more? Can I have more?" I'm like, "Yo, girl, hold on, they're growing." Um, so they and they snapped and they they weren't like watery. They were great. Oh, okay. They were awesome. Um, 
we had harvested a, a ton of lettuce. And so my husband and I had them all week long for lunches with just like some grilled chicken, like Caesar, simple Caesar salad. And I like how I commented, you're like, oh, you're, are you talking about the lettuce or me? <laughs> and I'm like, both. <laughs> oh, you're talking about that lettuce. <laughs> Shit. So yes, and they were they were delicious. And even he said like, wow, it's like, it's just, it, you know, we chopped, we washed them, chopped them up, put them in a bag and they just, I mean, they're still fresh. Like they're still in the fridge. And I think that was like last week. Um, and then this morning we just harvested spinach for two reasons. One, we did it with sauteed spinach, um, garlic, and then like threw an egg on top with some caramelized onions mm -hmm. and some microgreens. Damn, breakfast is delicious. And tomorrow I'm going to be using it in a soup recipe that's actually keto friendly that my mom introduced me to uh, with some homegrown chives from the garden too. So I, I disagree with that statement, I'll be honest. I feel like things are great. Now granted, I haven't had an actual tomato from the garden, indoor garden yet, or um, we have shishito peppers growing. Um, I haven't, I haven't had some of those products yet, so it might be more conducive to you know, like a tomato or or something more water conductive. But I, mean, but I dare they did say cucumber specifically too, so it's good to know that that is not the case because I definitely uh, want to look into that for the future as well. And I agree with you, hydroponic is so confusing. <laughs> It's so, it's very confusing. It took a lot of education. I will say that um, John definitely takes the lead on, you know, parts per million and all that kind of stuff. Um, but trust me, he's not, you know, <laughs> wearing red lipstick. We all have our stores. You're the face. Farm chores, farm chores. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you know, the best thing about hydroponics is you can go vertical. So you can go up. So, like, all you need is a wall. You don't necessarily need width or length kind of thing. So it's been really fun sort of doing all that. And this is the first year that we have done everything from seed. So it's been kind of cool to understand how long that seed takes when you get it from, you know, your local grow store. It's yeah. Months. And that's thing people don't realize it takes months for seed to go into a big enough size where you take home and plant it into the garden. Yeah. And in hydroponics, there's so much science behind it. You know, mm -hmm. too much, too little, you're yeah. yeah. And that's why I was very confused. I was like, uh, I'll just wait for the future before I have to worry about this. Really, there is no joy I felt than the joy of going to garden, cutting the vegetables you want, bringing right to the kitchen and cooking with it. It is literally anytime I'm like, oh, I'm missing an ingredient. I can go get it right out of my patio. It's the ultimate satisfaction. Yes. And, you know, having such larger scale gardens, I feel like, you know, pre-COVID, we would host, you know, parties, you know, like a at the house um and my dinner would be surrounded by what was going on in the garden so like for example we would host a dinner party and i would ask my guests to go cut the lettuce i i'm saying like can i be your friends <laughs> bring it back in and and you know like that kind of thing so it would be you know you get your guests involved and it was really fun and so. And then once you have the flower garden, oh, you can do flower cocktails. That's just what I'm envisioning. That's oh, we already have those. So, so in the indoor garden, we have uh, it's called Blue Borage, which is an edible. So we actually have a cocktail menu on our website. So we do our DIY cocktails. We have tons of cocktails, and YouTube actually we pointed the Smoky Johnny. Johnny will walk you through um, uh, an old fashioned, which he gets a lot of questions about. Uh, but Blue Borage, which is an edible blue flower. 
Um, so we are currently growing that and we are creating a brand new cocktail for that as well. I'm so excited. That is, that's yes. so fun. The fact that you and your husband do this together is so fun. I wish my husband would get involved more. My husband has a full-time job. So he's like very much with you guys. So like, he's a, such an amazing part. I mean, he is, he always has a smile on his face. He's such a perfect person. I, I aspire to be like him. I wish he was here. I would tell you that he's great. Um, but he, he works for BMW and he, you know, he was essential the whole time and like nothing about his life has ever changed. But that's okay. Like you're growing something spectacular in the background. So I'm sure when he comes home, he, he feels super proud and I'm sure he's super proud of you um, because you're making literally something out of nothing. <laughs> he's very proud. It was funny. I, um, when I did the logo and, you know, I, you know, I think we all kind of go through self-doubt days. Like, why did I do this? So much work. And he's such a, positive guy and he was just like you know I, I think it's so badass that we started a company in 2020 like I think it's super cool that our logo has that and he's I'm so proud that it has his name because he's just such a he's such a backbone to this family and you know I have these crazy ideas and he facilitates mm. it like he's like okay let's do it great partnership he's even the indoor gardens actually are also solar supported so he's got solars, he's got inverters. I mean, and he's so educated electronically. He sets it all up like it's amazing. It's it's beautiful to see his mind grow on, you know, you guys see, you know, me, the face of like the face of it all, I guess I should say, but like he really does, you know, master a lot of the stuff right, that people right. don't wanna, you know, see or know. About. Yeah. Well, that strong partnership is so important if you want to you know, build something like this together. It, you can't just do it on one person. You need the partnership, the support. True, true, true. Are you married? Um, no, not yet. So, but um, Malinka and I, we're, we're engaged. But um, so, Oh, thank you. It's, but it's essentially, <laughs> we're kind of married because we've been dating for, we've been dating for eight years now. So i um, just kind of get, you know, we're getting up there uh, where it's like almost, you know, wife, look, we gotta, we gotta stay together. We, we survived quarantine. So that in itself yeah. was, I mean, it, right. Exactly. Cause in the beginning, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. knows it was tough. It was really tough, especially I didn't, it was tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, especially because we're both working from home. We're both stressed, trying to figure it out. And you, you start to understand and see all these nuances of your partner that you never knew before. I know they say that when you live together, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate curtain opening. No, no, no. Like that's Quarantine. because <laughs> Quarantine changes all that. Exactly. Because it's the, yeah. the, literally the 24 hours, the 24 seven, because I was at work for probably 12 hours a day. So I had no idea what was going on. Same thing with him. Um, but then we we're here and you can see everything. And so similar to what you were saying before, like he, um, Malinka definitely appreciates me being home because he, he suddenly has coffee. He suddenly has clean clothes. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling He loves it. He's just like, and he's just like, you don't have to go back ever. I'm like, yeah, but like my job, I actually do need to be physically somewhere. <laughs> Like, can we talk about your glitter eyeshadow? Because I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, I was gonna text Yan as like a word. I'm like, yeah, I was like cleaning up my um I, I'm a product developer, so I work in makeup and cosmetics. She makes beautiful beauty products. <laughs> make them she yeah. makes them yeah oh god i to learn about that yeah i we definitely can we definitely can chat about that so um background um i was a bench chemist and i was a scientist so i really care about 
creating all these ingredients and everything. Hello, like, science. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I really love the research. And so when you're talking about how you're growing all your ingredients, I completely understand and respect that because I think going back, like going back to where I was um, in university, I think I should have been more of an agriculture major because I want to understand how does the water then influence the type of food that you eat and how does it influence the food that it becomes um, versus changing it and processing afterwards. So that was a lot where my major was, it was in food science. So it was about more of the mass manufacturing and the packaged goods. The world has changed. It's a different world now. So everyone's a lot more interested in the upfront work um, with the agriculture and a lot of the um, ingredients that go in, there's a lot more emphasis on that. So um, I'm definitely very interested in that. But yes, this is the glitter eyeshadow that I was toying with. I'm like, should I throw it away? Should I not throw it away? And then once you put one thing on your face, then you've got to put other things on your face <laughs> to balance it all out. It's true. So sometimes- eyeliner roll, you're like, shit, this one doesn't match this Exactly. One. <laughs> and then your eyeliner super thick at the end. I'm like, um, I look crazy now, but okay. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Witchcraft called and they want their eyeliner back. <laughs> and and I know that with uh with definitely COVID. You look at hydroponics. You would probably master it like right away with your background. Oh um, well, I definitely I definitely want to try. And I was gonna ask you about tips on how to, people like me can get started because I've always loved the idea of growing. Every time I see Yans grow, I'm like, yes, I want I want to do that. But there's that fear level and the sadness level because I've also want to succeed the first time. I know it's not possible, but when I think, especially as a scientist, when I'm like, oh, like I think I did everything right and it didn't work. Do I suck or how do, do I start over? Do I start again? What is that process like? How can I get started? Yeah, yeah let's, let's dapple in that one. Cause I guess as a scientist, you know, with this company, you know, I'm trying to grow and you know, you know nothing, I want everything yesteryear. So it's like, what am I doing? I have done everything I can. Why isn't it growing? Right. Um, so I totally get that sort of, you know, scientific aspect of, touching base on every corner and why didn't it still work? Um, and I, listen, I'm going to tell you, we have definitely had dead plants here. We have definitely made plenty of mistakes. I am, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, we're not perfect. Took a lot of practice, still learning, um, which I, I, I think the thing about agriculture is, is it makes you humble. Mm. You know, you know, your, 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 your mother nature, you know, essentially, and especially with hydroponics, you're kind of, you're literally kind of playing mother nature with sun and UV rays and, and you know, water and soil and organics. And um, I would say that the science behind it, okay, let me put it this way. You need to put your science brain to the side, pull your heart forward, and that's how you grow a plant. Sometimes it's not gonna work no matter what you do. And I have definitely done that. And sometimes you're gonna get the most beautiful thing you've ever watched grow and then get to cook it and feed it to your family. And it's just wonderful. And there's, there's no science in that. Okay, point A, right? Point B, yep, definitely science in it, just kidding. Um, <laughs> right, let's go from the emotional to the factual. Uh, <laughs> Um, 
I would say that probably this is maybe a better question for John because he's done so much of the, I mean, there's a lot of mathematics involved in terms of parts per million. So we already had a reverse osmosis system in our household before this. So now we have indoor rain barrels with RO water, a lot of pH measurements. Um, so like, so for example, you have to learn about seed starting. So we seed start in rock wool, but there's also cocoa, um, and then there's also soil. So there's so many different growing mediums. We have to sort of pick a lane. So as soon as you pick a lane, then you have to pick a nutrient guide. And then, you know, a lot of these companies, so we work with um, Cutting Edge Solutions is our uh, go-to for now. We're, we're still learning about other organic methods and different companies and how they, they produce charts. And then you follow the chart with different ingredients. So if you think about hydroponics, think about how you cook in the kitchen. You need a cup of this, half a cup of that, quarter cup of that, teaspoon of that, tablespoon of that, right? You mix it all together and you got your recipe. Hydroponics works the same way, creating nutrients from calcium, nitrogen, and this and that. Now, your plants tell you if they like it or hate it. So if you've got a yellow leaf, they might be deficient in something. So you, you know, you rematch. We have a lot of tools, weird tools. They look weird, it's crazy. <laughs> Strong looking tools. I'm like, John, what is this? Amazon just brought this. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, that's that measurement. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Now he, you know, working for BMW, he often speaks like, you know, oh, the transmission, blah, blah, blah. And I know nothing about that stuff. So I'm like, mm. <laughs> so uh, a lot of measuring tools between soil and then, you know, a lot of measuring, you know, the, the water content because with ebb and flow systems and all that kind of stuff, you know, water also evaporates. So you have to take into account humidity. Mm. You have to circulate air. You have to worry about temperature. You have to worry about the distance from your grow lights. So it's a lot more scientifically involved than growing outdoors because you have zero control on all of that. So I think kind of growing indoors is fun because you get the equation right, or if you get the recipe right, you certify what you want, your recipe or your plant, right? Outdoors, you have zero control. You could have six days of rain or six days of drought. And pests. And pests, yes, all from it. So it's, it's a different kind of worry if I'm being honest, between the indoors and outdoors. But I don't have to worry about frost, and I still have fresh ingredients, mm -hmm. you know? I, like I said, I'd go down, oh, I need, you said I'd go outside and I'd grab what I need, and you know, because you guys don't really have to worry about the winter. Yeah, that's lower spoiled here. We can grow all year round. It's pretty great, yeah. Standard, the weather, I would say. <laughs> it's very <laughs> standardized. Answer the question, maybe a really roundabout way of going through it, but it's just like cooking, I think. Yeah, it is, it is. It is like cooking, but I, I think I was laughing really hard because I feel like your dynamic with your husband is very similar with mine, because if there's science involved, like go talk to him, but if you want to talk about love part of it, then you can come talk to me because same thing with plants. I feel like there's so you're growing a living thing. So you really have to spend a lot of time observing the plants. Like Katie said, like the leaves will tell you if there's yellow parts, if there's like, um, you see a vein going through, there might be like a, a bug inside, like you have to observe and then a lot of love. Like I regularly talk to my plants. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like it does affect, like you got to give them a the love. And I do see a difference between plants that, you know, I'll give them the same amount of nutrients and same watering schedule, but the ones I baby more grow a lot more, like bigger and stronger. They give me a lot more fruit than the ones that just kind of water and kind of neglect the rest of the time. 
also think with growing, like there's just, there's so much knowledge to learn. Like you yes. just can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's every year you get better. Yeah. It's just a constant evolving book mm-hmm. of tips and knowledge. And, you know, I, I do like to read, but I have to admit that, you know, sort of a weird fact about me is I'm not really one for novels. Like I, I ultimately go for a book that's going to educate me on something, mm-hmm. whether it be about gardening or developing a website or stocks mm-hmm. or, you know, for whatever, just, I, so it's constantly learning. You got that ambition. Yeah. So um, what do we, ha- what are you looking forward to in 2021? Aside from going outside. <laughs> going outside. Going on a date with my husband without the kids. <laughs> um, you know, I think that 2020 has taught me to appreciate every day uh, singly. And I think that... I've spent my whole life saying, what do I want to look forward to next year? What do I want to look forward to next week? And I think that my goal for 21 is what do I want to do now? What do I want to do today? Love that. I don't want to constantly be so projected into the future. Yep. Living the now, enjoy the now. I love that. Well, Katie, I think this was a really fun conversation. I had so much fun. I learned so much. This is like such a fun Saturday. Yes. And I'm going to I'm going to just invite myself to your house, okay? I'm going to invite myself when oh, when Courtney's over, I'll be the first outside your house. Yes, I'll I'll send you out to the garden. You go pick what you want. We'll make yes. this. That'll be amazing. You you cut your bouquet and you can take that home. Mm, I would love that. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you and where they can find information about your farm? Um, so we are, you know, www.talushfamilyfarm. Um, I'm just going to spell it out because a lot of people don't know. Uh, T is in Tom, L is in love, U is in up, S is in Stacy, H is in hotel, familyfarm.com. Uh, we have Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and Facebook. You know, we're on all the outlets. And, you know, come check us out. And as we like to say, come grow with us. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and we'll list all of that in our show notes as well. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a great time. Yes. Have a great rest of the evening and we'll chat on Instagram. <laughs> Bye. Bye, girl. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye. Bye.